Hello, Believers. I'm Dr. Shantae, and welcome to another episode of Branding for Believers. This is episode 52 of Branding for Believers, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tool, the confidence, the courage, and the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. So before we get started into this week's episode, I want to remind you guys to get your tickets for the Faith Summit. If you have been following me on social media, there has been a major development with the Faith Summit, and that is all passes for the Faith Summit for DC and for Chicago are now just $99. And there's a lot of backstory behind that. I experienced a tremendous blessing over the past week, and I'm going to share it in a later episode. However, for right now, I just wanted to, I was so excited about it. I said, I just want to be able to pass this blessing on to my followers, to my listeners. So for those of you that were on the fence about the Faith Summit, I just wanted to let you know that you can now access the summit. So every all day pass is $99 and you can Go take a look at that at BelieveBiggerSummit.com. I will say once the announcement was made, apparently $99 was like the magic number because tickets started to move like crazy. And just a reminder, there are only 50 seats for this event. So if you have not secured your seat yet, then now would be the time. So June 17th in Chicago and June 24th in D.C. So since our last episode A number of things have occurred. Uh, The chief event being the passing of Prince Rogers Nelson. I cannot tell you how devastated I am, how devastated I was to have heard that news. Like many of you, I grew up with Prince. Prince, in many ways, shaped my childhood and my notions of conformity and non-conformity and just being your own person and in that same weekend a couple of days later Beyonce released a new album Lemonade and typically that is not the focus of this podcast typically I, I don't delve into the entertainment world however in the days that follow Prince's passing and in the release of the new album there are so many lessons from a branding perspective that are to be shared and so I will be sharing those on this episode So our guiding thought for this episode comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter three, verses one and two, and they read as follows to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. And that is very apropos. Prince Rogers Nelson I can tell you that Purple Rain came out at a time where I had absolutely no business (laughs) watching that movie. And I think that many of you can probably say the same thing, that those uh, themes were very adult. They were definitely not appropriate for children at the same time. It was a shock and an awakening of consciousness that, again, just translated so many ways into his success. And so I want to share with you guys in this episode, five lessons from Prince Rogers Nelson, uh, from the artist that we many of us knew and loved as Prince, um, with regarding branding and entrepreneurship and just some valuable takeaways 
and aha moments with regard to our own success. And then I want to segue into some additional lessons learned from the release of Beyonce's album Lemonade with regard to creating digital legacies and our creative process. And so that is how we will end this episode. So the first lesson that I want to talk about with regard to Prince and his success is this notion of value. One thing that Prince was noted for was that you were not able to pimp, exploit, um, misappropriate his content you couldn't even go on YouTube and find his videos without shutting it down it's funny I actually had an incident myself where his song Kiss was playing in the car on the radio and I just had a video of myself singing just a 15 second clip of that song along with the radio and the joke behind it was I said I'm sure I'm not the only person that does this that sings along with these types of songs in the radio and I kid you not within three to four days Prince's people had come and removed that video they said this is protected content it is not allowed on Instagram without the artist's permission and I completely respected that sometimes we are a little too loose or not necessarily conscious of the value of our content he was very clear on the value of his content which is why he did not allow platforms like SoundCloud and Spotify to be able to stream his content he said you will absolutely not get this for free, you know, after I've put in my blood, sweat, tears, hard work, and so forth. And so sometimes for many of us, we find ourselves broke or broken or not in the place financially where we desire to be. And sometimes that is because we don't understand the value of the content that we've generated. We don't understand the value of the work that we've put forward. And so one of the biggest lessons and takeaways from Prince and his success is understand the value and don't allow your content or your materials to be exploited or misappropriated. You really do have to protect things, especially in this age of of digital media. Now, granted, Prince had unlimited resources and was able to allocate a team towards that. But you do need to be strategic and mindful about how you cultivate content, how you distribute content, what things are going to be free and available for all versus what things need to be paid for and how you can protect what it is that you have. Another valuable lesson is the notion of ownership. Towards the end of his life, he was embroiled in a heavy and lengthy legal battle to retain the ownership and the rights to his own material. A lot of times we don't look at the fine print. Some of us aspire to become media personalities. Some of us aspire for television and for radio. And one of the things that we often overlook or don't consider is the fact that once you come underneath the umbrella of a label or another entity, and you look at the fine fine print of the contract nine times out of ten it says that they own the content that you produce so for those of you that work for a company and you come up with a great idea if you work for apple and you come up with a great idea apple owns that idea if it goes into production you don't have any claim or any rights to that material because you created it under the umbrella of 
Apple or you created it under the umbrella of another entity or another company. And so for those of you that are aspiring to be in media and to have your own channels or possibly your own shows, you need to retain the ownership. That's one of the things that I love about podcasting is that I'm not in any sort of negotiated space with iTunes or SoundCloud to host my content. My content is my content. I own it. They provide a platform for its distribution, but that is the extent of the relationship with regards to podcasting. So one of the things that you want to keep in mind and one of the the valuable lessons to be learned is be conscious and be mindful before you sign contracts or enter into negotiations with people who owns your content. Because when you enter a creative process and you've worked hard and diligently to produce materials that are going to benefit hundreds, thousands of possibly even millions of people, you want to be very clear on who has the rights to distribute that, who has the rights to monetize that, who has the rights to pull it off the market if need be. All of those things come into play. And so a lot of times when we are looking for people to fund our ideas or raise funding, many of you are familiar with the show Shark Tank. And when the sharks are making deals and they're saying we want 10% equity or we want 20% equity in your company. Basically what you, what they are saying is that for every dollar you make 20 cents of it is mine and that you cannot sell this company without buying out my share. And so those are all the things that you have to think about on the front end. I know that the, the drive for entrepreneurship is the passion and the, the desire to serve others and to solve problems in the world. And so sometimes these messy negotiations and contracts and numbers are things that kind of make the process a little bit arduous and things that make us feel like, oh, I don't want to have to deal with that. But you're not dealing with that can can create a situation or a dynamic where you are creating something basically to make somebody else rich. So even though it's your content, you can find yourself where you become, as Prince wrote on his his cheek at one time, a slave to the label, a slave to the entity, because since that person was willing to front the money and to front the capital for you to scale your dream, now they own a certain portion of it. So you always want to be mindful of ownership. Another lesson that we can learn from Prince with regard to branding and entrepreneurship is this notion of rules. One thing that I can say about Prince is that conformity was optional and he just didn't. He bent the rules of gender. He bent the rules of music. He bent the rules of creativity and artistry and for a time people kept trying to label him they kept trying to put him in a category to define him and it was not possible to do and after a while people stopped trying to define him and stopped trying to label him and eventually just accepted him I know a lot of times in entrepreneurship you want especially in this age of of social media you want people to like you you know on Facebook you want likes and on Instagram you want likes and I'm grateful that Prince did not come up in the digital age because he never bowed to any sort of pressure to be liked. He just created what he wanted to create. He wore what he wanted to wear and 
he wasn't a very verbose person. He was very shy and very introverted. And he let his work do the talking. Um, You have to be too good to deny. I said that in many podcasts ago that if you want people to take notice of you, if you want to be able to carve out your own rules and be unchallenged, then you have to be too good to deny, which brings us to our fourth lesson, which is about mastering your craft. All told, Prince was able to play somewhere in the neighborhood of about 20 to 27 different instruments and never attended school. He was self-taught. He taught himself how to play the piano. He taught himself how to play the guitar. And he was relentless in his pursuit of mastering his craft to the extent that it cost him or he sacrificed some social interactions. And I know that in this day and age, a lot of times it's about who you're with and where you're going and being seen and having people on your arm or, you know, having being a part of this group or this squad. But the fact of the matter is, is that you'll notice that some of the real and true geniuses of our time really led private lives. They just kind of closed the door and went into their creative process. Steve Jobs was like that. Prince was like that. Beyonce is like that. Um, They are very measured and calculated about the things that they share. And you don't see them at every award show. You don't see them at every this and every that. More times than not, you see them devoted to their craft. And usually when they produce something, it's something that is brilliant or something that is is noteworthy or that people will either love or that they will hate. But a lot of times you have to be asking yourself consistently, what sacrifices am I willing to make? What social interactions am I willing to negotiate in order to master my craft? And the fifth and final lesson that I wanted to talk about with regard to Prince is this notion of legacy. When I interviewed Paul Carrick Brunson uh, several episodes ago, one of the things that he talked about was this notion of building digital legacies. And all of us in many ways are doing that. The things that we like on social media, the things that we share on social media, the things that we tweet and the things that we retweet um, when we engage in certain conversations, all of that is creating a narrative about who we are and what we are about. And when the news of Prince's death hit the airwaves, it was it was a shock. It was stunning. It was devastating. It was heartbreaking. And the reason why it was all of those things is because he had built such a legacy of greatness. He was a brilliant talent. He, his music cut through the bubblegum popcorn and it just really got to the heart, the core, the soul in a very poetic and visceral way. And so his passing, I just can't, my entire social media timeline just bled purple. People felt it. People cried about it. I was, oh my gosh, I was messed up for three days. I just, there was not a day that I could go by without just hearing a song of his or his voice because every fiber of my being wanted to believe that that genius, that little purple genius had not left us, but it had. And for the purposes of this podcast, I want you to think about that. What kind of legacy are you building if 
you were somehow to lose your platform or if something somehow it got pulled from the airwaves, would people notice? Would people bat an eyelash? Or would it be more like, oh, wasn't there some guy or some girl who used to do, um, you know, something? More so than ever, we have the ability and the opportunity to create ripple effects around the world to create a global impact to be known by one name prince oprah beyonce (laughs) you know we have the capacity and the tools to do that but that sort of legacy only comes when you are so devoted and so committed and so invested in becoming a master of your craft. You know, when you think about it, and this is this is often I have this conversation with my clients. I said, are you in this for the long haul? Like, are you really committed to take this all the way? You know, when I think about a Beyonce, Beyonce has been doing this for over 20 years. I know it doesn't seem like it, but we literally have grown up with her. She started when she was a teenager. Prince started when he was a teenager and he had a repertoire that spanned four decades. Oprah Winfrey, she's been doing what she's been doing for over 30 years. Do you have that kind of commitment to build that sort of legacy? Are you that invested? Are you that passionate? Are you that driven that you are willing to invest that sort of bandwidth for that length of time? time in order to touch, inspire, move and ignite people around the world. Sometimes we really have to do a gut check and say, is this my legacy or is this a side hustle? And so if you are about building your legacy, I want you to be very mindful about the things that you create and the things that you produce and the things that you support on social media, which brings me to our segue about Beyonce and her release of her new album Lemonade. So before I even start this, I have to say it almost seems like, you know, now you have to make a qualifying statement. I am not a member of the Beehive, the the infamous, the notorious, the nefarious Beehive. I'm not a, a member of the Beehive. I certainly respect Beyonce as an artist. I have not listened or connected with her music in some time, which is surprising that I'm even mentioning her on this podcast because in general, I just typically don't keep up with her. However, um, over the weekend, and maybe I was tuned into social media more so than usual because of the death of Prince and just kind of checking in and grieving publicly with so many others who were feeling the same pain that I was feeling. I kept hearing about this lemonade and I honestly had just no intention of checking it out. I mean, not because I'm hating or throwing shade. I just really, like I said, her music has not connected with me in quite some time. And the more I began to see it, it was like, Okay, let me find out what this is about, because it was the the buzz, no pun intended, the buzz around it was so palpable. And as someone who observes social media trends and branding, I can't ignore that. And so... I finally sat down to watch it over the weekend. And again, 
all kinds of bells and whistles started ringing in my head just about lessons learned from branding. One of the things that I just mentioned is that, you know, people like Beyonce, people like Prince tend to be very private people. Um, You'd be surprised how many of the world's geniuses are really introverts, even though they can go out on stage and be completely different personalities behind closed doors. It's a totally different story. I'm like that. If you see me in a room or give a speech, you would not think in a million years that I was an introverted person, but I totally am. So I totally get it. But one of the things that struck me about the release of her album is this creative process. People create, entrepreneurs create from generally one of three places, from pain, from passion, or from purpose. So I want to say that again. In general, entrepreneurs create from one of three places, from pain, from passion, or from purpose. What I saw when I watched Lemonade and listened to the lyrics and saw it all come together was a woman in pain. And so often we want to hide our pain. So often we want to just continue this facade that everything is cool. Everything is is sunshine and roses. Everything is rainbows and flowers when in actuality, that is not the truth. Public success and private mess is so real. It's so palpable. And one thing that I can say after having listened to the album and and watched it all unfold is that the brilliance of what she did was she created something that was relatable. For me personally, I don't necessarily connect with somebody, you know, who slays and rolls down partitions and all that being drunk in love like that doesn't resonate with me but the pain of being in a relationship where you are questioning who you are and your self-worth and and denial and anger and apathy and all of that those things are so real and so relatable and so the lesson and the takeaway here is that when you're creating your content don't be afraid to be real don't be afraid to expose the pain the passion and 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 do it with purpose. One of the things that I appreciate about what she did was that she took control of her own narrative. I mean, because, you know, when you put yourself out there for public consumption, that is one thing that you cannot control is how people are going to perceive you. You want people to love what you do, but there are going to be some people who absolutely hate it. There are people that absolutely hate Beyonce, which is another podcast for another day. But You cannot control how people are going to respond to your art. You can't control how people are going to respond to your content, but you can control how you are going to tell your story. And sometimes when we stay silent, what we're doing is we're empowering other people to tell our story. And so she took control of the narrative and decided to tell it her way. And what she did was produce something that I think artistically is just brilliant. It's just absolutely brilliant. The second thing that I want to say about it from a a branding and a marketing perspective is that you have to be learn how to be accessible to your market. You have to learn how to be accessible to your listeners, to your followers. Everything, you know, a lot of times I'll use the Kardashians as an example. A lot of times the Kardashians, even though it is so clear and obvious in many other channels that there are problems, that there are issues, that there are heartbreaks, that you don't see it. 
that's not a part of their brand. It's always, you know, selfies and squad and lavish living. And it's something that is just so not relatable. It's not accessible. And you need to be mindful that you don't do that same thing, that you don't paint a picture that's not real and relatable and accessible. It doesn't mean that you have to put all of your business out in the street. However, what it does mean is that you have to be mindful that you are not creating a facade, that you are a person that doesn't experience real hurt and real setbacks and real suffering. Transparency, a little transparency goes such a long way. And I can speak to that personally from the success of Believing Bigger. The number one, number one praise that I get about the book that I wrote is it's so relatable. It's so relatable. I saw myself. I felt like you knew my life. And a lot of what I wrote in that book is my pain, is my mistakes, is my lessons learned, is my suffering. You know, no matter what you guys see on social media, I'm a real person with real problems and real lessons that I have to learn and sort out. The Bible says that we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And so I'm on that journey of doing just that every single day of my life. And I don't sugarcoat or shy away from that. However, I do take control of how I want to share that information. And so take control of your story and share it in a way that will give hope and life and meaning and purpose to people rather than doing it in a way that's negative and detracting and bashing and that sort of thing. And the last thing that I want to say is this. The Bible says, be not deceived that which a man sows also shall he reap. Many of you that listen to my podcast aspire to have the level of success that Beyonce has. Even though you may go about it a different way, even though you might be a makeup artist or you might be a DJ or you might be an author or you might be an aspiring talk show host, but nobody does the work that we do to be mediocre. Nobody puts in the grind that we put in just to be okay. Nobody puts in the sacrifices, the tears, the the, the rejection and, and bouncing back from it. Nobody does that just to be aight. Nobody does that. And so my caution to you is this. If you aspire to have success at that level, be very mindful of how you treat and how you talk about people who are already there. Because if the Bible says you reap what you sow, and when someone puts themselves out there for public consumption, you decide to take the low road and bash them or attack them or degrade or de- or degenerate them in any sort of way, please know that you are only creating a situation where you are going to have to eat that one day. Maybe I'm old school. My granny always told me, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And Beyonce, more so than any other artist that I have ever seen, when she does something, it is so polarizing. People either really, really love it or people viciously attack it. And when I say people in particular, I'm talking about black women attack it. And as a black woman, that saddens me, that that hurts me. Because here's my thing. If you are going to openly attack a successful black woman, whether you agree with her platform or not, and you don't even know her. What it tells me is that you will do that same thing to me. You out yourself as someone who is 
vindictive and all of the things that that we were created to be better than, especially for those of us who profess to be Christians. I'm like, where does God get the glory in that? The Bible says that they will know we are Christians by our love, not by the hatred that we spew out to other people on social media. The Bible says if your brother offends you, you should go to him in love, not by talking about them behind their back or throwing daggers at them and their family on social media. There's just no, for me, there's just no place for that. I cannot... I cannot afford to reap that in my success story. And there are many artists, there are many entertainers where I just do not get it. I don't care for it. It's not my lane. It's just not something that I can get with or support, but I don't give it any energy. I don't use the platform that I have to put the screws to them. I don't use the platform that I have to twist the knife in their backs. And so I just want you guys to be very mindful that as you build these digital legacies, as you aspire to levels of Oprah-like, Beyonce-like, Prince-like success, that you do not create a situation for yourself where when you get put out there for public consumption, that people are viciously attacking you. And so that I just want you guys to, you know, I'm not fussing, I'm not telling you, quote unquote, what to do. But, you know, as I say in my book, I want you to consider your ways. A lot of times we look at other people that are successful and then we look at our lack of success or where we might be struggling sometimes we have to take a self-assessment not only of our strategies but also of our attitudes about the kind of person that we are you have to always be conscious of what kind of person you are becoming and you don't ever want to become a person a woman a man that tears down other people especially when you in another breath are talking about how much black lives matter or how much black girls rock or how much we need to come together, but then save insults and venom for a black woman who is successful. I just, I cannot entertain that. And no, just because I'm standing up for another black woman doesn't mean I'm a part of her hive. What it means is I'm doing what the Bible says to do to treat others as you would like to be treated. And so someday somebody's going to stand up for me because, you know, people may not always like what I put out there. I might engender some some ire or the wrath of, of some group. And I would hope that somebody would stand up for me and say that, you know, Dr. Shante works and acts in and lives in integrity. So I just want to put that out there. Be mindful that you do not sow seeds that you are going to regret having to reap later on in your brand. So that is that. I have said a mouthful. I hope you guys will tweet me out your takeaways, your aha moments and pod class will be returning next week. So definitely be sure to look forward to that. And again, if you have not gotten your ticket to the Faith Summit, it is $99. I do not expect us to get through the month of May without it being sold out. I'm telling you, tickets are moving. That seems to be a financial sweet spot for people. And I'm I'm grateful to be able to offer this kind of content and that sort of value at that price. So make sure you go to BelieveBiggerSummit.com and grab your ticket. 